Thank you. And like they said, enjoy this, enjoy this moment, and have fun with it. Aha, 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 aha. Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? Goddamn, I'm shitting gold these days. Yeah, we could have done without that first part, though. Yeah, why you got, why you got, why you got hate a quad, man? Boy Drake on the track though. So, yeah. The goat. Nah. Worldwide. Oh, we gonna we gonna hear the goat though. <laughs> <laughs> Once Drake dropped, we already heard it. Alright. So you just gonna edit the goat out? No, I ain't missing no royalty statements. I can't be it's crap off, man. We don't want to hit crap, man. It gets better, though. I, I, thought, I thought the goat was rapping right now. Nah, no, exactly. Drake is the goat. Where y'all sweet? Hold on, bro. Listen Sorry, to this. I'm definitely on that. Sorry, Mrs. Drizzy. Man, we don't want to hear this, this mainstream artist. What? He's way more mainstream than Jay-Z. Hey, man. Listen, you gonna stop disrespecting a goat like that. Drizzy coming live all fall. Alright. His ghost writers must be uh, ready in full effect. Hey, hey, listen, we all cheated in school at some point and we still got credit for passes, right? Touche. Oh, all right. Touche. All Touché. right. Anyway, welcome to the Council on Clutch Podcast, episode number 23. I'm your boy Kyle. Today I'm joined by SP. Yeah. And Roy. Yo, what's up? And for uh Q and Dion. I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> so yeah. They fake working right now. Like I said, they fake working. Like Fake, Q, well, Dion might actually be working. I know Q ain't working. Q's in instep step mode right now, so you know, you know how he do. Yeah, taking trips out of nowhere. That anyway. boy, low key, he low key famous too now. He said low key, he been famous, man. He not here right. to defend. He not here to defend himself. So and, 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 act, and act and act humble about it. So you know. Oh, like you try to fake, fake do? I don't know what you talking about, man. Oh, all right. So. Uh, anyway, um, so as you heard, uh, Kawhi, you know, talking at the uh, parade for their championship day one. So the uh, Raptors uh, beat the Warriors in the NBA uh, championship. Um, how? Well, what do y'all think about the game? Like, let's go over the game first. Like, how do y'all think that game panned out? Um, I'm a little disappointed in the ending. Only because I ain't want Toronto to win. Y'all know I don't like number two, but. He probably is the best player in basketball at the moment. If I had to pick best two-way player. Um, but I, I don't know. I thought the game was missing something. It really was weird watching the finals without LeBron. But, I like, they tried to build storylines for it, but it just wasn't – it ain't had, it like, the climatics or whatever. What's the word I'm looking for? Is climatics. Climatics, yeah, whatever. You know what I meant. Uh, of an of a NBA finals. Like, the excitement was because of injuries. It wasn't really because guys was on the court outperforming each other. But you also had a couple, you know, uh, middle-of-the-bench guys making plays. Uh, what's buddy name for Toronto? Light-skinned cat. He made a couple plays. Blankley? 
Yeah, him and then old buddy in game one. I don't know his name. Yo, I ain't really watch. I just watched his highlights, so speaking, I know he had a game. Speaking of playing fleet, though, did y'all peep Steph Curry waving uh <laughs> waving people over to guard him though? Steph was scared. Steph was getting cooked. He was he was switching when it when it won't no switch. He literally running across court like, hey hey hey, get him get him get him get him. Steph's got a good on ball defender. Yeah, and Steph know he, he got to score. He's a he lane defender. Got he got exposed though, you know. Did he get exposed though? He did because well to the, to the folks who know basketball and actually know the Warriors and see how they play, like you said, he's not an on on ball defender. But for the casual folks who think he's just the goat with everything. I can't say out. he got exposed though, bro. The boy went for damn near fifty. And that, was an empty, that was a, that was an empty forty-seven though. What you mean? Dog, he can't. He don't. He doesn't have a track record of hitting clutch shots. Dog, hey, he can feel I, the he can feel 40, the stats. Forty-seven up. in the NBA, clutch not clutch is impressive in the finals. Those forty-seven. He almost nothing, though, he man. almost carried the team to victory by himself, literally. Andre Iguodala. <laughs> it's only Max Kellerman. Andre Iguodala is more clutch than Steph Curry. But no, seriously though, like Steph, man, I don't know. But he's I've been saying this to y'all for years. When the when the clutch is there, it, he's not he's not there. He's not present for that moment. Nah, he but, he a big shot. He a, he's a a streaky shooter during the game, but I, I can he hasn't had that many clutch a, moments. He's a front runner. Like if they he's made some clutch cool. shots though. They're probably already up. When it, when it's on the line, he's not he's not the one. It might have been a tie game. I can't remember how many. I can't remember how many game winners he's made from behind. But tie game, he's probably made a good amount because ain't no pressure on that. You just make take the shot. Yeah, Clay is the you like know? I've always said. Clay is the one like before KD got there. Clay is the one that keep them together. Clay been the, the press. He's yeah. the two way player. He's more of a round uh, a well rounded basketball player as far as uh, like offensively than Steph. Steph, yeah. you got to worry about the three and. Lane and like going to the lane and doing some layups. Steph will hit you. I'm not Steph, but uh, Clay can hit you with the mid range. He can hit you. He can drive. Uh, but you fear the three, so it's hard to guard him. With Steph, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, they're gonna set like 35 screens. I'm gonna have to, you know, get one and try to put my hand up. Or if I'm guarding Steph one on one, Steph is gonna do all this little dribble, 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 and probably do a step back. So you you guard him different than you guard Clay. Clay, you gotta, you can't give him anything because he, he yeah. can go either way. And Clay, I think he Clay really was the deciding factor. He could, I mean, not can't say he couldn't stay healthy, but you know the hamstring and then the ACL. Yeah, that kind of his injuries really was the the deciding factor of them not being able to win the finals. Because if he stays healthy for six games, I think they pull it out. I don't know. Toronto wasn't. They weren't. Toronto didn't do anything special down the stretch. The last game, that game six in in uh in Golden State, Toronto didn't really do anything to win the game. They just did enough to keep. Golden State from getting you know back in the game. That's how, you, that's how you beat Golden State. Yeah, you get, up early, you get up. Yeah, you get up early and you stop that third quarter run. And if you stop but the third you, quarter run, but them boys went a boxing one on Steph, bro. You don't never see nobody go a boxing one in the NBA. Hey, so just think if Clay was on the court, that boxing one is null and void. Hey, but they wouldn't have ran it if Clay was on there. Like that's what I'm saying. Nick so Nurse, that, if you, you can't if you can't run the boxing one with Clay on the court, Golden State's offense doesn't slow down. Hey, man. Nick the best, the best ability is availability. And the Raptors used the best is. strategy <laughs> that was available to them at the time. And since Clay was off the court, that boxing one was the best strategy at that time. Hey, can we can we stop and talk about Clay for a second? My man tore his ACL and shot a free throw. 
That's impressive. Yeah, that was crazy. Came back in the game. Came back, walked back to the court, and then jogged down the court. I think that's when he tore that bitch, when he was running down the court, jumping up and down. But they said his hamstring – I mean, well, you know, your hamstring connected to that ACL, so – It was the same leg? When his hamstring – It was the same leg? Yeah, I think it was. I thought it was. I would would assume it was just for the fact that it didn't look like he did much to tear his ACL. He He landed. landed And it it wasn't like an awkward land. You didn't see the knee shift or anything like that. It was just weird. But, shoot, with Golden State's medical doctors, he probably had a a partial tear in that bitch anyway. (laughs) You good. You good. Yeah, yeah. You can go out there, man. You know, your hamstring good? All right, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, ice you. You good? You good? Yeah, Thank they trashed yeah. the Hey, yo, if they had to see the Suns medical staff, man, I'd be scared. Them mm. boys were doing magic, yeah. boy. They stay healthy. They had Grant Hill have a resurgence. Shaq was out there, healthy, big toe and all. Like, they, their staff is their staff is dope. Steve Nash ain't missed no time. Out so there. is it safe yeah. to say they, their staff is gonna be uh trashed this year? As in fire staff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they they gotta go. Shoot that if they want to sign any of their talent back, they're gonna have to get rid of that staff because that's gonna matter now. After they've seen how they well, I can't even say how they handle KD because KD probably bullied his way back on the court. I mean, did KD bully get bit? Uh, I'm sorry, did KD bully his way back on or did he get bullied? Um, peer pressure, man. I, I'm not gonna say peer pressure, bro. I know KD does listen to the media and all that stuff, of course, but but that man still is a is a, a all time NBA great. And he know that this would have cemented his legacy, and that's what at, the, at this point in his life he's not playing for money no more. He playing for that legacy because he didn't work his whole life to get to where he's at. He is one of the best. But if he if he comes back in and brings them boys back from three one, he might be you know in that conversation with your with your Jordan, your Kobe's, and your Lebrons on the regular, not just when it's uh, ESPN. See. Because right now, he ain't in that conversation. See, the thing is, the way most folks look at him at this point is they didn't need you. And like you were yeah. saying, he probably was trying to come back to say, oh, I mean, it was losing without me. I came back in, so y'all got to give me some credit. So didn't quite work out on that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he went down, Clay went down. Y'all think the run is over? Because neither one of them will be playing next year. Well, Clay might be able to come back, like, around All-Star weekend or after All-Star weekend. But, you know, it takes a little time to get back on the court either way. But y'all think the run is over? Uh, I don't think it's over. Next year they won't compete, but the year after they'll be back. Um, the West going. I mean, LA is going to be the team to beat next year, in my opinion, already just with LeBron and AD, and who else? See what else they can do trying to open up another max roster spot. Uh, Golden State won't be able to do nothing next year, but the following year, what that'll be twenty twenty one, they'll be able actually, yeah, twenty twenty one season. They'll be able to compete. Um, they probably will never get another championship because I don't think KD, 30, he's 30, but the track record on guys coming back from Achilles injuries is slim to none, even though he's still young enough to do it. Clay will be all right because he'll never forget how to shoot. Um, ACL's not really needed in the way they play. D- defensively, yeah. so though, he'll, it might hurt him. but It'll hurt him, but it won't affect his offensive game, so that'll keep them in the building. If he resigns, uh, though. What, he, this is all assuming everybody resigns. I think they're all going to resign. Well, I don't know. KD might leave because he's still worth he's still worth the max contract even though he's going to miss a year. Somebody will offer it to him. I think everybody um, probably offer it to him. Yeah. They yeah, they to make a decision. Well, yeah. Selfish. Yeah, yeah, no, not y'all. Yeah. But y'all racist. <laughs> Al Horford hey, turned hey, out 30 hey, million. Hey, 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 They said, look. Bro. They said, bro. 
Thirty million. We would have gave Kyrie Max if he wanted it. This old trash ass. No, 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 no. We would not give Kyrie Max because he don't fucking deserve it. But besides that point, <laughs> we're not racist. Kevin Garnett, right, have you heard anyway. of him? We're talking anyway. about the city. We ain't talking about the players. Oh, 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 the city. We're we, we talking about how you go to the you go to the Red Sox game and you hear uh, players getting called nigga left and right. That's what we talking about. Oh, I, oh, I, I know. My man that. turned down thirty million to get out of Boston, bro. He what? That's tough. and it won't even a. He, and it didn't even come out like he turned it down to resign. It literally just said, "No, he turned it down. He's out. He's looking for a four-year yeah, deal he, somewhere else." He just don't want to be there. Yeah, is, like, uh, is it the city though or the team? Might be both. It's Boston. He said Boston. <laughs> he said, "I'm tired of Tom Brady." <laughs> That's what he said. Maybe I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired Pretty of him. I, I wouldn't. But no, nah, when it like shoot, uh, Harrison Barnes, even though we trashed Harrison Barnes, like at least when it came out for him, he declined twenty-five mil, but it said. To few like to renegotiate basically, Al Horford just said I'm out. Like I ain't even. Yeah, I don't want no questions. I'm good. <laughs> he was like, Nah, we done. Straight on y'all. No, nah, I think Clay gonna sign back though. I know he was talking about Golden See, State. For his dad second. said he was signing back. He said it won't no question. Yeah, yeah, because they're gonna give him the max and um, their owners they they got good owners, bro. Minus the dude that punched Buddy. That was a bad decision. But overall, you know, Golden State was the first team to have a sponsor on their jersey. That's why they can get away with paying all this money because they got a Chinese tech sponsor on their jersey. And that 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 sponsorship alone pays for their payroll, just about. So they moving into a new arena in San Fran. Uh, price of business about to go up. So their best bet is to stay together and market their sales internationally like they've been doing. All right. So, I mean... With that, I think is Draymond up this year too. Nah, he got one more. I think he trash anyway. But man. yeah, he gonna stay because he if he go anywhere else, he gonna get exposed. Draymond going to Minnesota, it'd be terrible. <laughs> he go anywhere, he gonna get exposed. We see I just Minnesota, Draymond man. really ain't. He not good. He not good. He just he a product of a good good philosophy and good exposed system. It? I say this all the time. I, I I say this all the time. Even though y'all y'all know I hate Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the reason why he's so good, he doesn't make mistakes. He makes the right play. That's what Draymond yeah. Green is. He he plays in a system that allows him to make the right play. Sometimes. Yeah. So most of the time, like, we'll get, what messes Draymond up is, one, he thinks he can shoot when he really can't shoot. So he'd be feeling himself on the three sometimes, and it just don't quite work. But, like, when he gets the ball, he's going to either pass the ball, he's going to either uh, he's gonna either drive or he's going to shoot. And those are the three things that you need to do at, like, for Draymond. Like, they're not looking for Draymond to go out and get 30 a night. They're looking for Draymond to be the facilitator. Because at the end of the day, when Steph has the ball, Steph is looking to score. He's not really looking to pass the rock. He's looking for he's going to drive around all the screens. He's going to try to shoot. Clay, when Clay gets the rock, he's more he's more than likely going to shoot. KD, he's going to do whatever he needs to do. But Draymond is that that point that he's going to make that right play. And I feel like that's what makes him successful in that system. Like when um I worked with some people that were saying Draymond's a beast. I'm like, is he really a beast? Are y'all watching the game or are y'all looking at the numbers? Because if you sit there and watch that Western Conference Finals, his triple doubles were all coming from plays where the assist is something that he could have actually scored on. Like when it was doing all those alley-oops, it literally be two people in the paint, and it's either you're going to guard Draymond or you're going to you know, back off. Most of the time, they were sitting there kind of playing in the middle, and he just throw it up for the alley-oop. For, uh, what's the old boy with the, with the messed up ribs? I can't think of his name right now. 
But he was throwing alley-oops pretty much. And that's how he was getting his triple-doubles, basically off, like, the pick-a-choose type plays. So I feel like system works perfect for him. But if you throw him in, like, Houston or something like that, it, it ain't going to work that well because they wouldn't need that from him. No, I agree. Hey, I know we weren't supposed to talk about it, but since you said Houston, you seen CP3 kind of defuting the argument about them saying he wanted to get out of there? I mean, at this point, look, we it falls right to what we're talking about. The West is open right now. So how they was playing, they're always getting smacked by the Warriors or injury happened or some, or James Harden flopped or something, and they couldn't get past them. So if the Warriors not there this year, they bring back that same team, they might be able to make a run. So he's probably trying to do everything he can to stay at this point because it's going to be his last, probably his last chance to try to get a ring. Mm, how old is he? Like thirty-five. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's him and LeBron the same age. Whoever LeBron but is, LeBron different. No, I was just saying they came out like two years difference, but they're the same age. They was talking about it today because I was talking about that. It was like he got that max contract that ain't nobody trying to take. So it's gonna be hard to shop him around. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that he would refute it because they was talking about him and um, James Harden won't talking for two months, like through the season. I remember that because they had that little. They went back and forth at that timeout. Oh, he smacked his hand. <laughs> he was trying to dab yeah. him. He was trying to pound him up. Like, come on, man, we got it. He said, Nah, man, we don't got it. Fuck, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Shoot, SP, you've been quiet, man. What's your take on this stuff, man? Celtics all the way. Hey, go ahead and mute that boy. <laughs> all right, so we can we can keep into the. Uh, to the same, uh, you know, same topic of the uh, Raptors and the Warriors, we get um, Masai Ujiri. A couple things happen. For one, shout out to him for being the first uh, African-born GM in the NBA, um, and he actually won the championship, and he did it uh, his way. Um, last year after they lost, he was like, look, blame me for everything. Don't blame the players. Blame me for that. Um, so he took ownership of that after they got uh, beat by the, by the Cavs. He made that DeMar DeRozan trade, and they were saying it was stupid because Kawhi is probably going to be a rental, you know, for that year. And he was like, yo, just let me do this. He got Marcus all at the trade deadline. So he made a lot of moves to to make this championship run. So uh, shout out to him for that. But uh, some BS done popped up. Um, <laughs> after the game, uh, basically, he was trying to get on the court after the, you know, when it was presenting the trophy and uh, got into it with a security guard. And basically, it was said that he uh, pushed and punched the security guard in the face or mushed or some type of contact with the security guard's face. But the, the video I've seen, I don't know if y'all saw any different videos. The video I've seen is more so him kind of getting pushed back by somebody else. Like, yo, chill, 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 chill. Um, but basically, the the whole story is uh, the security, they said the security guard was trying to stop him from getting on the court uh, because he wanted to see his credentials. And in the video I saw, and Roy said you saw it too, uh, he had him in his hands. Like, he had the credentials in his hand, and that's probably why he snapped on him like that. Um, but Kyle Lowry just kind of snatched him on the court like, yo, man, come on, man, come on. But we saw a take on that. Um, I think, Roy, you said that the charges got dropped or something like that? They yeah. haven't been pressed formally. Okay. So they, you know, they had talked about they were trying to press charges, but I'm guessing after they watched the tape and all the investigations, um, I don't know all, too much detail about what, you know, legal system and whatnot, but I do know uh, – I don't think the city owns Oracle. I believe that the Warriors own it. Yeah. So they they paying them cops probably off the off the record, or not off the record, but off the city's books. So 
you can't really press charges in a private building like that. Yeah, that'd be a bad. Like you can, I mean, you can, but it's just it's not common because the credentials say all access. Yeah. So technically, the cop was wrong by even stopping him in that time. But they probably seen a black guy trying to get on the court in a suit, and they thought it was something suspicious. And this is what I feel like about security guards, yo. In a suit, dog. He had a suit on. So more than this is my thing. I feel like if you he looked like an owner. Yeah, but this is my thing. I don't know if y'all agree with me or not. But I feel like if you're doing security, you should know who the important people are. Hell like, yeah. Credentials or not. Credentials or not. Like, you should know faces. Like, I don't care if you're not into the sport or not. I feel like you should take it. I don't know. Your manager. Somebody should take the onus of printing out a sheet. Like, these are the executive. These are these folks. Like, just kind of get a visual. Because you profile people all day. Why can't you figure out who this guy is? You know what I mean? So, I, I feel like I don't know how it works in the security game. Roy's like the biggest one. So, he probably at some point could just freelance if he need to. But I feel, I feel like if you ever want to work security, you need to know who these important people are. Because, okay, let's say it's a high possibility that the Raptors might win, right? These are the people that you should know by face, right? So you won't have things like this. But I know. I mean, I don't really know. It's like what they do on that. But I feel like that definitely should be something that's implemented. Yeah. Let me, no, they should definitely they should definitely know who Let me ask is. you a question. So, you, work at a, you work at a pretty big company. Do you do you know who your C, what your CEO looks like? I do. I, I don't want to say his name because I'm gonna say what it is. Right. No. 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 Yeah. That's why I didn't even ask about that. No. Did I mention? No. Did I mention the company? But yes, I, I know what he looks like. He's a. He's a. I don't even know where he's from. I think he's from Switzerland or something like that. But I know what he looks like. Likewise, Rory. I'm sure you know the uh, the president of y'all's team or the owner of y'all's team. Yeah. All that. I don't, I don't have no team. I don't play no sports. <laughs> 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 but I'm an independent contractor for myself. Oh yeah, that makes technically. sense. Technically, so I I just don't get it. Pass me off the I don't get it as a security, like you said, as a security guy. Your your job is to protect. So you gonna tell me that you don't know the owner of the team? Come on, dog. You don't know the. I mean, he did, he the did GM though, but at I the did. same time, president. I've been to games. I've been to games like that, like a, a finals, not I can say finals, but a play NBA playoff game, um, or just a cha- like championship games, where you don't know who might be rushing the court, but once he show you the credential, you got to let him go. Whether it's a good one or a bad one, you got to make a snap decision as a security guard. But the security guard putting his hands on him in general shouldn't happen. Um, you just got to look at the credential. If anything, grab the credential. But you can see in the video, they was trying to pull. He was flashing his credential, and they was trying to pull his arm back, like pull his body back. Yeah. So at that point, it was wrong to me. At that point, it was assault. And they tried to say when he snatched his arm away from the one that was grabbing him, he hit another one. Yeah, and dude faces I'm mad like, red. Like, you catch the video when dude faces mad red. Like, he looked like yeah. he just got stole off on or something like that. I thought, nah, I ain't gonna, I ain't even say he got stole off. Like, he was just mad that a black man <laughs> snatched away from him and was walking on the court. While yeah. he was at work. Yeah, he looked he looked he, looked he was at work. <laughs> he was perturbed. <laughs> right. He was hot, bro. He was hot. He said he said nigga three times when he got home. He, <laughs> he, he probably called he probably called him an African nigga at that. Because he knew exactly who he was. Hard uh, hard ER. Yep. Moving along with basketball. Free agency. Um we kind of hit a hit a little bit with the free agency and everything. Uh a little couple things. It's, it's been pretty slow so far, but the biggest deal was uh well, so far, it's not technically official until, uh, was it the first? But you got uh, the Lakers trading away half their team for AD, basically. 
<laughs> What's our take on the uh, the AD to LA trade? It's gonna be interesting to see how that works because I just, I mean, I know you got analysts out here saying it's like peanut butter and jelly; it goes good with everything. You put it on anything, it goes well. Um, but um, I just don't see it, man. Because here's my thing. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in all the LeBron James championship runs, he had marksmen, he had snipers that were very yeah, proficient at shooting the three-point shot. That's not – AD's not going to be sitting out there on the perimeter shooting. So, I mean, like they're going to have to fill that team up with um, your Mike Millers or your – or obviously not your Ray Allens because he comes one in a, one in a million. Um, but he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to fill it with marksmen to go with or to complement AD and LeBron. But and then you got the fact that AD don't necessarily have a good track record when it comes to physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said earlier, if you didn't catch it, your best ability is availability. So, Grandpa SP. <laughs> Pops, pop, pop. Um, I think SP right, but I, I think it's a good trade for both teams and what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, L.A. knows they got LeBron for three more years, and that's probably going to be the end of his career. He might play one more just to play with his son, but it probably will be wherever his son goes if he even gets drafted. Um, L.A. trying to win. You know, they, they, they thought they could do it with them young guys, but they, they realized that they that wasn't enough. I think LeBron and AD healthy is enough to win. AD and LeBron will both stay healthy this year because they won't have to overwork. Uh, the Lakers about to clear up some more cap space to add a third. That'll be the really deciding factor to see what this roster will shape out like. If you go get Jimmy Butler, uh, you probably – I, I wouldn't because I think he's a cancer. Yes. Uh, I would I would honestly try to get number two out of Toronto. No, that's not happening. It might. I don't. I don't doubt it. I think he's gonna go to the Clippers because I think he really likes what Doc Rivers does as a coach and as a person. Because he just he seems to me as a type that wants to be treated, you know, fairly and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So it just depends on what they can do with that third place, third person. If they go get Kyrie, I think they win it automatically. Um. Yeah. They do have to get some shooters, but it's a lot. It's not. I'm gonna say it's easier, but with LeBron and AD on the floor, and then you add a Kyrie. You're going to get shooters anyway. You're going to go find shooters. They're going to come to you. Yeah. You could hold an open-door contest and say, hey, we need the, we need uh, J.J. Redick to come back. J.J., he he's chasing a ring at this point. He got $20 million last year in Philly, so he'll probably – he, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he came over on a veteran minimum. Um, I don't see J.J. Redick fitting in that system, though. He's a shooter. They just need shooters. LeBron, LeBron and AD is all you need to get open by yourself. Now you need to find three shooters to put on the perimeter. Well, I mean, I, I agree with what you said in the sense of it makes sense for both teams. But on the overall scheme of things, I definitely think David Griffin got the best of the deal. Um, for the folks who don't know, David Griffin is the general manager for man, general manager for the Pelicans. The reason why I say that specifically is kind of a combination of what everybody said. What SP hit on the health thing. No guarantee that AD is going to be healthy in this run. Also, LeBron got a great track record of being healthy, so I, I don't really think he's going to get hurt. 
but you still you still pretty much traded away your future for a three three to four year window. But that's that's what they're trying to do. Like I said, it's good for both sides because LA wants to win right now. Yeah. They haven't had it. When's the last LA title? 09, 08? I can't acknowledge any LA titles, but I feel you. So it's almost <laughs> been ten years. In LA, you keep people in the building by by wins. Showtime. You gotta sell tickets. Now, granted, LA's probably never not had a sellout, but the brand itself is losing its thunder in the NBA's ranks. Every the L- Lakers fans are Lakers fans. They gonna buy the jerseys, but they needed a jersey to buy. They bought LeBron's, all right. Now they gotta go get ads. Um, they they LA is a market where you need they need the show in there. Uh, Bus Doctor Bus created Showtime, and now they have to they have to revive it. They didn't have time to see how Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, and them boys panned out. Don't forget they still got Kuzma in LA. Um. I won't even think about that. They still got coups, which is going to be big to that process. They just got to figure out how to – they got to put pieces around the rest of it. Yeah, they got to But I do think New, I think New Orleans is going to be better than they were now when they had AD. They'll probably make the playoffs. No. Oh, uh, break. Blasphemy. Hey, listen, though. Blasphemy. Hey, I wouldn't say playoffs. Uh, They'll be the AC. I, I wouldn't say any, any, any bets, I'll take it. I, got I wouldn't say playoffs. And everybody else who made the playoffs is that this past year both them. Except you Spurs. Say? Spurs ain't making the playoffs next year. I ain't hear nothing you said. You broke up. All I hear was except for Spurs, but uh, well, the Spurs with that though. Playoffs. I think Roy about to cock his gun. If that's the case, take take a trip down. Oh, uh, I don't. I'm allergic to BS. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, sorta, kind of, but not really breaking news. Uh, Sports Illustrated, like 30 minutes ago, uh, made a post um, about the Pelicans making more moves, like David Griffin at it again. Um, it said they're exploring options of trying to get that number two pick. Basically, uh, right now, R.J. Barrett, who is Zion Williamson's uh, teammate at Duke, is projected to go three, uh, where John Morant is projected to go number number two um, to the Grizzlies. And they're trying to, I guess they're trying to do anything to appease uh, Zion or make their team better at the same time. So they're considering trying to get that number two pick so they can, you know, draft R.J. Barrett. Also, they're trying to get uh, Bradley Bill out of Washington. So it looks like they're trying to make moves to win right now, um, not just a win for the future. So it's going to be pretty interesting, um, you know, in the upcoming months here because uh, things going to start getting real like when things can be official in July because right now everything's just kind of speculation and, you know, my word, you know, and your word, handshake deals, but anything can change at any point. Um, what do y'all got Kawhi doing? Staying, leaving? If y'all got him leaving, where is he going? Man, that's going to be tough. I think he's going to the Clippers though, because I think he's gonna be. He wants to be in L.A., but I I just don't see him going to L.A. as far as the Lakers, L.A. But I can definitely see him going to the Clippers. You got Jerry West, so that's good management. I think they're gonna understand. They're probably gonna kind of duplicate what the Raptors did as far as making it home for Kawhi. Maybe not to that furthest extent. But um, I think if they do that and they give him good enough lip service prior to him signing signing that deal, I think they can get him. What you got, Roy? Or, or are you not um, invested? I, 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 I ain't really invested, <laughs> but just for the, for the sake of the pod, 
Uh, I think he's going to go to L.A., but if he does, if he doesn't, he'll stay in Toronto. Um, it's some, it, it means something as an athlete to, you know, defend that title. My point exactly. I think that that might have been what will keep him or keep him because he looked to, he looked to enjoy his lock the locker room. So you know when you building relationships with your teammates and all that whatnot, we all play sports. Y'all know how that go. It ain't hard to leave, but it is easy is is easier to stay when you when you rocking with the boys you are playing around with on the fourth. Yeah, most of them locked in too. So I, I yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if he. Hey stayed. man, he a fun guy, man. He he'll have fun wherever he go. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, with that, yeah, I, I think I personally want him to stay, so just so like Roy said, they can defend it, they can make another run. Um, especially where you don't know what Philly gonna do, like if Philly revive, like revamps, and you know they can have some good competition, you know, in the West. I mean, the East next year. Um, we know Boston ain't gonna do nothing, but I mean, hey, but blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely want him to stay though. Um no, but... no, Boston might not make the playoffs. <laughs> hey yo, the disrespect is real, bro. What you mean? How how is that even possible? Uh Kyrie Lee, eight, Gordon Hayward taking all your cat room. Eight other teams making it for you. Yeah, I mean you're looking at it, you're looking at the twelfth seed. Right now, now. I would I will go with you as far as the Gordon Hayward and the Al Horford part. Kyrie, that's neither here nor there. He he won't be you need him. He won't be missed. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie, definitely wherever he goes, he's. I feel like Kyrie's just put himself in that in that type of conversation of you don't really want him around. You know how like uh, they got they get that thing about CP. At this point, like people in the NBA don't really bang with him. Great player, but um, players don't really bang with him. I feel like Kyrie's kind of like that, starting to put himself in that mold now. Unpopular opinion. He is like Allen Iverson. Without you can uh, stop there. Without no, no, the ability is there. However, there's two things that there's two key things that are missing. Yo, for real though. What are we doing here? We, something that mother he just compared it to. Iverson. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have the leadership that Al, that Allen Iverson has as far as like galvanizing the troops. And I don't even want to be on this. He's show not. Now. He doesn't have the. I don't want to call it lovability, but it's like Allen Iverson. The way that he played, so like balls to the wall. Like you had no choice but to respect and uh, admire it. But Kyrie well, doesn't I mean, have Iverson, that with his with his game. But see, uh, go ahead. Person personality wise, though, you never had you never had Iverson's team coming out saying they didn't like him. See, and that's what I was. That's I guess that's what I would need to say. Then personality, he doesn't carry the same personality that I had. As far as success, though, as far as like skill level, nigga, white man, don't man, don't dis- don't disrespect Kyrie like that, dog. Don't disrespect AI like that. Yeah, I don't know why you picked out of all plays you pick AI. I don't know what it parallel goes to. I don't. I don't know. Come on, man. I'm trying to figure out where the the, the AI comparison came from. I get, like, bro, this is because they point guards and they black. Say Kimber <laughs> or something. Don't yeah, say Kimber. AI. Really? He's untouchable. Say Tyron Lue. <laughs> Tyron Lue. So, so we just gonna go down and further down in the barrel, huh? Bro, so you who, just disrespect so who is, AI. So who's comparable for Kyrie? 
Please tell what, me. What was, the, what was your logic of comparing the two? Like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. I'm to. saying that I, to be, if we're being completely quite honest, I think that Kyrie could carry a team to an NBA Finals, bro. But they're not going to win no. it. But I think that he could do no, it. He's a, he's, he's a 1B player. He's not, he's not the guy. He's the guy beside the guy. I can't necessarily say that. The reason I used to talk shit about it as far as him being in Boston is that whole system and everything was built around it as far as Brad Stevens was for it to be a more like a, a Golden State Warriors-ish type team as opposed to a give give Kyrie the ball, James Harden-ish offense. No, we weren't built but, for that. So it was but, outside of, but outside of Boston, though, if you go to Kyrie – it took LeBron to come home for him to make playoffs. Are we really? Come on now. That team that Yeah, we're really doing that. because that AI, team? You see the team AI took to the uh, to the NBA Finals, though? Wouldn't even make the playoffs. In this but, but it was two different come leagues. On, you got, it was you got Aaron leagues. McKee, not, Eric let's Snow. Not, let's not forget that. Let's not forget yeah. that it was two different Greg leagues. Greg Ostertag. Come on, man. The Kimmy Matumbo was like the only viable one on the team. Because you just made a actually let me let me piggyback off that point. You damn right it wouldn't make the playoffs in this in this day and age. And that's what Allen Iverson on that goddamn team. It would not make the playoffs, bro. Just because of how how uh the frequency of the three point shot and how many more points are being scored today? No, sir. There's no way. Man, all I'm saying is Kyrie couldn't even get these these folks to the AFC. They were always in the lottery, man. Well, he had two number one picks when Kyrie was there. Like his rookie year and the, the year after that, you know he did have an injury his, for his rookie year, so you kind of got him. I ain't going to say give him a pass. No, but shit. no excuses. No excuses. You're trying to compare that man to greatness. Kyrie, Kyrie ain't great. SP, you, you fell right into the segue. That, <laughs> that, that take that you had was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> what is your... Besides what just happened there, what's your most embarrassing sports moment? Uh, most embarrassing sports moment, I had to say. And it wasn't, well, I guess it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment to me anyway. Um, man, it was district finals my freshman year in wrestling. Whooping this dude ass, bro. I'm talking about wiping the floor with him. Got caught up in a move. Ended up getting put on my back. And I fought the pen for about, all right, so just to give you uh, an idea, there's uh, each each uh, period, there's three periods in wrestling. Each period is a minute and a half. So I'm, I'm wrestling. I think I got caught maybe like 15 seconds, 20 seconds into the uh, third period because I tried some dumbass shot trying to be flashy and – and got caught up, like I said, on my back. And I fought it for, like, the rest of the period, which was, like, a, a minute 10, minute 15 seconds. Bruh, so the, the referee, this is how it goes. So in the finals, we running off of the the basketball score clocks, right? So the buzzer goes off. Simultaneously, as the buzzer's going off, this man blows his whistle and smacks the mat for a pin. So he looked at the scores table, and in wrestling, the scores table, in a situation like that, the scores table is kind of supposed to be the extra judge in addition to the uh, the referee. And it's actually two referees, generally speaking, when it comes to finals-type matches like that, of that magnitude. Long story short, 
scores table told him that the buzzer went off before he called the pin. He overrode them, brought us to the center. I thought I was about to get my hand raised. They rose the other guy's hand, and that's all she wrote as far as history. Um, ended up only being a district champ once after that, my senior year. So that was when I transferred to Hampton. Finally, got some good coaching. Uh, shout out to McCray. Shout out to McCray. Uh, One time. Shout out to McCray. One free and board. Made wrestling cool for the Negroes. Yeah, he definitely put he definitely put it on uh for the colored folk in Hampton. Um uh, yeah, man, that was a pretty embarrassing moment. I mean, it was in front of a pretty pretty decent ass crowd. You talking about finals matches. Um Rory, you know what that looks like a little bit. Yeah. I actually never wrestled at districts, I don't think. Not once. Senior year, yeah, because we needed the points. We yeah, I only literally only wrestled because y'all needed the points. <laughs> We're trying to win the team. Shoot, that sound like that sound like what Roy did for us in uh Trike. Hey man, we, yeah. we need to go to this meet real quick. Hey, we need throws, we need jump, we need everybody. Everybody come to this meet on this weekend. I literally, yeah, y'all, y'all, you know what? I was a, a hell of a friend because I only wrestled my senior year because Nick and Sterling. Yeah, pretty much. If it weren't for y'all two, I probably wouldn't have wrestled. Like going to Virginia duels. I damn sure wasn't spending my weekend at a wrestling tournament. And look at that. You ended up in the damn paper. <laughs> I did. That was the crazy part. Hey, y'all was y'all was hot about that. I did too. She was like, hold up. Hey, this nigga damn dad don't even want to wrestle. He got damn made the newspaper. They talking about he saved the team and shit. Oh, man. It was weak. Nah, but you know oh, you, you worked you worked when you were there, so you know what I'm saying? I had to give you that. So it won't like completely undeserved. I tried everything in my power to get out of wrestling practice. It got to the point where McCray used to be like, look, I just need you to come one day a week and you can do whatever else you want to do after that. I was like, deal. Well, you already know what that is. <laughs> He's trying to appease, you know what I'm saying, everybody else. He can't, you know, the politics, the sports yeah. and shit. Yeah, I won't trip in. I, I mean, we did, we worked it out. But shoot, my most embarrassing moment probably happened, what, 20 2017? Yeah, last year was 2018. It's crazy. I ain't going to say his name, but one of my teammates, I played against him two years ago. And he ran me over. Like, I was blocking him. And I think my foot slipped. You can see it on film. (laughs) No. The infamous. infamous. I think my foot slipped. No, no, no. No BS. He literally caught me as I was putting my foot on the ground to, like, place myself. But as he hit me and ran me over, I pulled him to the ground so it don't look as bad as it would have been because I've actually seen him run some people over and, like, they don't knock him down. He keep running. And uh, after the play was over in my head, I literally got up and said, damn, this nigga really ran me over. Like, I, I was thinking about that one play that happened in the first quarter for, like, the next three quarters. I'm like, and after the game, I literally sat in the locker room until I watched film <laughs> just to watch that one play to see how bad it Did looked. my foot really but slip? It, it, <laughs> it, hey, and you can see my foot. Like you, I'm going to send you all the clip one day. But you can see my foot actually slipping, but it still got ran over. And I was like, damn. But then as I th- thought about it, I said, bro, I've been playing for five years or four years at the time. Somebody going to get you every now and then. Yeah. If you play long enough, you're going to have a bad moment. It is what it is. Keep playing. So basically, it's a humble brag right there that you just tried to throw in at the end. 
Because it, it, yeah. it took five years for you to for you to get got, is what you're saying. That's what he said. No, nah, I mean, I have been beat. I've given up sacks. Which the crazy part is, that won't even a sack. It literally just because of how he did it. The nigga ran me over. Like, if I wouldn't have pulled him, he'd have kept running to the quarterback. Mm. Like, you know a nigga beat you in football. You blocking and somebody beat you, they beat you. You understand that. But he actually ran me over. And I was like, damn, this nigga really ran me over. Like, I felt some type of way. The rest of the game, I strapped him up. But that one play, goddamn. Listen, would have disowned you, man. Shit, I disowned myself. <laughs> I threw them shoes away, too. I never wore them J's again. Yo, I remember Newsom got mad at me. Now, I'm in high school, what? I was, what, like 170? Mm-hmm. And now nah, you was like 210, Cal. I wish. I, I wish. <laughs> but I was 170, and freaking Haroon, who ended up the next year going to Maryland playing fullback. But Haroon was playing, uh, I think he was playing linebacker. He was playing DN. He was playing something where he came in free. And we was running uh we was running the pass play. He knocked me back and I stepped on top foot. I got back on the sideline. I knew someone was like, how you let him run you over like that? I wanted to look at him like, yo, he way bigger than me. <laughs> he must be right, he must be right in my chest mid-game because I got ran over by Haroom. So if y'all are local and y'all know who Haroom is, that nigga, that nigga nice. But yeah, Newsom did that John. That killed me there. But um my most embarrassing, I got two. Um one was against Warwick. Uh, my sophomore year, so that's year we won state, and uh, I was on kickoff, and there I don't know who this dude is now in life, but he had number six, big tall dude, and we was on kickoff. I'm running down, and you know when you're on kickoff, you got line up, and most of the times you'll be either in or out of the hash, like when you near the edge. I was the dude that was on the inside of the hash mark, so I'm running down. I got blindsided by number six, and I slid from the hash mark all the way to the sideline, and I fell right in front of the water boys. I ain't gonna name who the water boys were, because they definitely should have been playing, but it was, you know. Mm. <laughs> I slid right in front of the water boys. I was like, yo, you just got smacked. And I couldn't even say nothing. I couldn't even talk trash or nothing. But I literally slid from the hash all the way to the sideline right on the water boys' feet. And that was the worst hit I've ever taken in my life with football. Um, and then my other one was I was playing rec league. <laughs> and was playing rec league basketball. I was I caught myself trying to take a charge from a center, and I'm not the tallest guy in the world, and I definitely wasn't the tallest guy in the world at that point. Dude ran me over so bad that I cried. <laughs> like dude ran me over so bad with the charge, I cried, and I don't know how it ended up happening, but I ended up shooting free throws. I don't know how I shot free throws and I got ran over, but. Yeah, that was terrible. If you play a sport long enough, like Rory said, you bound to you bound to have a moment at some point. Whether not you're most embarrassing, that's that's a, that's a different subject. Yeah, at least somebody like huh, no, I, I had a couple teammates that pissed on themselves during the game. Damn, but yeah, like, it was, at at no point is that ever okay. I'm like, yo, they was like, yo, you think they're gonna notice? I'm like, nigga, it ain't raining. <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you're a grown man. This is college, man. Just, just run to the, just run back to the locker room. Like, song. Y'all ain't have a porta potty on the sideline. Nah, man. You ever been to Dick Price Stadium? Ah, uh, you right. <laughs> Remember Tyrod pitching a cup? One of them. Oh yeah. Was it for the Bills? It was. It was the Bills, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. it was the Bills. Yeah, because they put the towels around them and everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sure. was it? Uh, I had a teammate fall asleep in uh. In the locker room in the toilet seat, on the toilet seat. <laughs> I think you told us about that. Hey, bruh, 
And the reason. Hey, I remember. Oh, go ahead. Oh, but I say, I remember. Y'all remember uh, Bilal? Bilal Miller? Yeah, yeah, I remember, he buddy. He used to fall asleep at practice, like standing up. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. It was also a cat who, because uh, we used to get Chick fil A when I was playing for Phoebus before the game. And he, uh, he, Flex, pulled his, he, he pulled a sandwich out, pulled a sandwich out mid-game and shit out of his uh, pants. <laughs> what? And ate it on the side. Y'all was on some other stuff. Y'all was on some other that stuff. That happened in high school? High school, bro. I, I feel like I, re- I know who you're talking about. <laughs> you, but I don't, I don't want no lawsuit, so I'm going to Hold on. Hey, hey Roy. Yeah. I think it's that time, man. Uh-oh, she dropped something. I think it's that time, man. Ah. Oh. <laughs> ah. I think it's that time, man. We got the, ah. the weekly Carrie Hilson breakdown. Where Bay at? Man, so she ain't dropped nothing Listen. recently. I ain't been on her page in a couple, you know, couple I'm about hours. to go look right now. Let me go see. The, ah. that, that studio picture with the light just hit her, though? I'm telling you, but I don't care what she was singing. I know it sound like love, though. <laughs> I know it do. I, I I'm gonna like it just cause I just liked it actually. <laughs> but no, don't even care what the music sound like. I'm I'm, I'm going down. Yeah, I'm the story though. I'm had to put Carrie on the we, clapper report. Yeah, <laughs> you got to, you got to. Hey, not a story, bro. That, that, listen, come on now. The cornrows, come on. Come now. on, come on now. Fresh out the bed. She got the cornrows. She got the black and white. Listen, can, fresh out the bed. How can I tell she got pretty eyes in the black and white picture? Come on now. Hey, you stop it, boy. Stop now. it. You preaching. Come on now. Boy, stop it. Come on now. Listen, all I'm saying is, is she just, she don't even understand how much the council appreciate her. Yeah, she's a very beautiful woman. Oh, then she got the little, uh, she got the she got the bun, the picture when she in the car with the bun, and then she got the, uh, I don't even know what to call those, like, you know, the, the sideburns, like the, 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 the chunk piece, The little let out piece. Yes. She got that. Yeah. I call them like the, 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 uh, the, the antlers. She got the antlers and they dropping. But, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt the podcast, but I just thought, you know. No, nah, no, nah, that was worth yeah, it, though. Because yeah, I'm still, listen, the one from last week, I looked at that picture like four times the uh, other day. I just had to go look and see if it was a filter or if it was really just sunlight. That, that was God, as I said. He like, said a little bit to the been. left, and she was like, got you, and she took the picture. Because you can't even make that up. And the crazy part is she took it from her own phone. With, with the front camera. Apple don't even know what they're getting into. That had, it couldn't be nothing but Apple. She got to have an iPhone. She got to. Because if she had an Android, we wouldn't be able to see the details. Not at all. And I don't care what nobody say. Android trash. <laughs> all right. So and on that note, just in case we ever get an Android sponsor, we're just going to go ahead and go to commercial real quick. We'll be right back. Hey. And welcome back. Hey, with a Beyonce version. We not playing that. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Only OG. Thankfully. Only OG. Hey, hey man. Shut up, then. Hey, look. This is a black cookout staple. Anytime black people get together and conjugate, this song is playing. I don't care what it is. For you colors that don't know what conjugate mean, that means going to grandma and them house. <laughs> Hey, you can just be, it can be a kickback, it can be a cookout. I don't think I ever heard of the funeral, but still, I wouldn't be surprised. Just bring us together. Oh, definitely. Get some crawfish or what they call them, crawdaddies down in Louisiana. But we're not, we're not playing that uh, Beyonce one. We're playing the OG. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the, for the beat to drop. It ain't. 
We playing OG. Okay. Hey, look. All right, all right. I told somebody the other day. If I'm the DJ, I'm playing Black Street before I let go, before I play the Beyonce version of this. No, hey, you got to give Beyonce credit. I don't even like Beyonce, but that part five. Good times. Hey. And the reason why we're playing this song right now is it's cookout season. And basically during cookout season, there are rules and regulations. And these rules and regulations are understood by every African-American person. You know, they just know it. It's, it's from birth. You just know that they are there. But also, we have our uh, Caucasian family and friends that we, uh, we bring through sometimes. Sometimes they're just not quite aware of what these rules and regulations are. So we're just going to go off the cuff and just talk about certain things that happen at a black cookout that uh, our white friends uh, need to know. So our white listeners that are there listening to us. Take notes because if we invite y'all to a cookout, you need to know these things. So, anybody want to start off? Hold on, hold on. I want to start off by saying, know this: if you if you receive the invitation and are proceeding to go to the cookout, you're one of a blessed few off off gate because <laughs> everybody not getting that invitation. Nope. Hey, Cal, that boy life changed the hell, and he know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, inside jokes that the fans will never know, but <laughs> or, or they or they gonna know one day. Shoot, but um, shoot. Speaking of invites, I can piggyback on that invites, right? So, Todd, if we invite you, that invite is for you, not anybody else. Unless we name anybody else, you are the only person that are that is invited. Can we all agree on that one? Preach. In, invites are personal. Alright. Shoot. Where you got anything? Yes. Um, if you are invited, just go buy something from the store. <laughs> don't don't bring anything from home. I don't want your cats or the food. I don't want your dog tasting it. I, I don't want, you know, I want some seasoning on it. Um, so just go go get some go get go get a cake, go get some sodas, go get a bottle. Hennessy's always welcome. Um, any liquor, Crown Royal, Crown Apple, salt and pepper, salt and pretzel, caramel, any of that stuff. Uh, you know, just get a bottle. Don't <laughs> don't cook anything. Um, unless you have experience in your household feeding us, whether you're married, you know, a best friend you grew up around, okay, then that's different. But if it's your first time, please spare us. We don't want green bean casserole. We do not. Our green beans are cooked in pork. Yes. <laughs> we don't want bread crumb on top of our green beans with, with mayonnaise at all. Um, I don't want turkey. I don't want. I don't want Thanksgiving turkey at a cookout. Um, Tur- I don't want. I don't want deviled eggs with no salt and pepper. We put. We put whatever that red seasoning is. I don't know what it is, but we put that. Yeah, on. that's <laughs> uh, uh, the potato salad. We, um, we only that. certain select few can make it. Um, and don't dare make the mac and cheese, because if you call it a casserole, we don't want it. The macaroni casserole, now I see what we're about to do is we're about to kick you <laughs> out real quick. You're about, to go take, you're about to go talk to Big Mama real quick. Now, piggybacking oh, on what Roy saying about bringing food, there's some other rules on the other side that you as you know an invitee, you need to oblige by. All right? For one, those foods that he named, don't bring those. Now, the food that is there and presented to you, don't ask who made it. You don't have the right to ask who made what. 
All right. Also, if somebody asks you what tastes better, don't fall into the trap. Don't answer that question. Mm-mm. You're gonna don't start. A, you're gonna start a fight. You answer. I can't even tell. Law just tastes great. Answer something like that because uh, you're gonna have two aunties fighting about some, you know, coleslaw or something somebody made, and you know you don't want that. You just it all just tastes good. Don't even question it. Now, also we got a distinct order that most of us go by when it comes to getting food. After everybody said grace, you better not be the first one up there to get your food. For one, kids eat first. Kids and elderly people eat first. Then the parents and us middle-aged folks, all of us, we get our food last. It's like, are y'all agree on that order there? Agree. All right. Now, uh, what else? Y'all got anything else to add on top of that? Oh, and, and grandma's friend. Oh, grandma's friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now all grandma friends eat first. Oh yeah, yeah. They part of that. They part of that age bracket. And even if they not, they still can eat because because yeah. grandma got last say. Now mm-hmm. um, this is a little sticky one. Now if this is your first uh, cookout with us black folk and uh, you are brought there by a, young, a nice young lady, you bet not get up and fix your own plate because grandma gonna look mm-hmm. at her her weird and gonna talk. She already talking about her in the first place because she bought you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't even gonna hold you on that one. Grandma already talking bad about about her. But if you get up and make your own plate and grandma see that, that's a no-no. You let her bring you your plate. Now, I don't know what y'all do at home, but at this cookout, let her bring you the plate. She got to. She got to, because grandma gonna look at it a little weird. Her grandma, your grandma, everybody grandma okay, gonna look at it. Hold on, why are you fixing his own plate? Now. Mm-hmm. What's, what, what's she doing? What's wrong with her? Yeah. Shoot, out, outside of plates. Now, when, we, when it comes to games, dominoes, spades, shoot, connect four, anything we playing, if you don't know how to play, don't play. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. Support. Support somebody. Because if you uh, try to hop in and you don't know what you're doing, because mm-hmm. in Leroy, mm-hmm. he, might threaten, he, might, he might threaten you <laughs> a couple minutes after you make that mistake, or he might say, hey, hey, hey let me holler at you real quick. If, mm-hmm. if somebody at this cookout asks to holler at you real quick and y'all walk away, <laughs> brace yourself. <laughs> oh, one more, one more, one more for the guests. We can't leave them. We can't stray them too far. If you're a guest and and you don't see somebody on the grill with a white towel mm-hmm. and some sandals, and, and you know the sandals I'm talking specific about, the cookout sandals, sandals. Specific. The cookout sandals and a little ash on the ankle. Mm-hmm. Food might not be the best you've had at a cookout. But be appreciative that you got invited. Mm-hmm. But if he got all that or she got any of that, you're good. And preferably, you want grandma arm to be a little big. On the back. Just on the back. Got to be. On the back. Got to have a little fat on the arm. Because whatever she could. grandma arm too skinny, that means she ain't really got good, you know, good seasonings. SP <laughs> yeah. weak like he ain't never been to a cookout. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. I know, I know exactly what you what you're talking about, but I wanted to add this one caveat because I was thinking about it. Now, I know we're having all these different trends with pescatarian and vegan. Just know, no matter what, if you put it on your plate, the motherfucker better get ate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Whether it's that good old pork, that swine, that poultry, that turkey, <laughs> poultry, that chicken, 
you got you got to eat it. If it's on the plate, it's got to go down. Ain't no wasting no food. You got got to okay, you don't waste food at all. And you know whatever go on that paper plate, like you said, it must be eight. Because it ain't gonna be no regular plates out there. It's all gonna be paper plate. Now, a couple things about arriving to this cookout and leaving, and then uh, we'll we'll move on to another subject. These are the two most important things. When you arrive, do not park anywhere near the house, because trust me, you're not leaving until ninety percent of that cookout leaving, because you're gonna get trapped in there. Park down the street. That's for one. Unless you live there, and you don't live there because you a guest. Now, mm-hmm. leaving, if you make a friend, Cousin Leroy or whoever we was talking about earlier, if you make a friend and they start walking you to the car, be prepared for the couple phases that you have to go through, right? You don't just hop in the car and say, bye, have a good day. What's going to happen no. is you're going to start talking to them. Window down. You get, before you even do that, lean on the car first a little bit. Mm-hmm. Put, hey, put the food on top of the car. Mm-hmm. Then what you're going to do is you're going to open that door. That's a little convers- little part of the conversation there. Then you get in with one leg out. One leg out. Talk a little bit with one leg out. Then you start the car. And then like Roy said, you roll that window down for a little bit. And then he going to start getting a little bit more friendly. And then he going to close the door. But you ain't, you're not safe to go yet. Because you're going to put that elbow in on the window. And he's going to talk to you a little bit there. And at that point, it's going to kind of be one of those things when you know it's time to pull off. When it's time to pull off. If he says, hey, are you coming to the next cookout? Don't answer that question right there. <laughs> Talk to whoever invited you first. Because this next cookout won't know what's going on with it. Don't invite yourself. Just say, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 reinvite yourself. Because you yourself. might not be really welcome. Exactly. You got to <laughs> see what grandma and everybody say. Don't, don't, don't fall for that trap. We're going to see if you get invited back. Now, that's mm-hmm. all I got to say about the cookout rules. Um, oh, also, music-wise, don't request anything. Whoever phone is hooked up, they playing what they won't play. <laughs> don't request nothing. Now, if you see anybody line dancing and you don't know the line dance, you might be accepted because you can be the goofy white boy that don't know what he's doing. But if you know what you're doing and you're messing that up, you're not allowed to dance no more. <laughs> that's all I got to say. No, I think that's it. You touched on it. That's, that's it? Yeah, I don't think we can. You can't really add too much more to the cookout. Well, everything else is Roy would say is the vibe. If we if we're still <laughs> yeah. talking about the the exiting stage, I like to add there are no to go plates. I repeat, there are no to go plates unless ah, given the invitation unless, to do so. I'm okay, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I'm about to say because if Grandma offer, got some. Oh, hey, baby, you're gonna take a couple plates home. Because <laughs> I don't want you, I don't want you to get thrown out too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gonna take your couple so plates grandma, home now? Yeah, grandma offer you gotta take that. And look, don't expect no saran wrap or aluminum foil, or as you might say, tin foil. You might get two paper plates on top of each other, depending oh, yeah. on where so, we yeah. at for the day. <laughs> depending on where we at for stock. So uh, yeah, those, those are the rules. So you know, you might want to take this section, you know, crop it out, copy it. Facts. And now, hopefully, you had a good old. You know what I'm saying? Barbecue. So where you got the your traditional eateries with the, like I said, the the beautiful swine and the chicken. But um, you know, some of these new age Negroes, they might uh they might go toward the alternatives out there like uh Beyond Meat, for example. Um, 
not sure if uh, everybody's familiar with Beyond Meat, but uh, it's a plant-based food business. <clears throat> what they do is uh, they basically use uh, pea protein, um, and they make it look, cook, and taste like your traditional meats, uh, such as beef, that pork, and uh, poultry. Uh, some of the products that they currently have are uh, Beyond Burger, Beyond Sausage, Beyond Chicken, a couple of other uh, plant-based meat products that they have. Uh, little known fact, actually, pea protein, uh, or at least the pea, is part of the legume family. Uh, popular legume is soybeans. But legumes uh, such as soybeans, lentils, uh Beans, things of that nature are, uh, I would say, frequently used, uh, especially in the vegan and vegetarian space uh, as alternatives to get that protein and still get those gains uh, without consuming beef. Now, uh, Beyond Meat, they actually just became a public company not too long ago. They had the IPO, uh, I want to say it was like two months ago. Uh, for those of our listeners that don't know what an IPO is, it's an initial public offering. <clears throat> Thank you, because I had no idea what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all the time, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Usually, I, when I think IPO, I think uh, beer, and those that's a, a totally different thing. What is that? I mean, you've had, I want to say, brew? yeah, I mean, oh, you're talking about IPA. That's an NBL. I don't know this thing. I don't know these things, man. And acronyms, man, they all over the place. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Um, yeah. But with the IPOs, basically, you have usually like a huge investment bank like JP Morgan or something. They underwrite uh, the selling of the shares uh, or the initial public offering of those shares. Um, and they're usually only offered to like institutional investors or uh, retail investors off the gate. So that would be like hedge, mutual funds, uh, insurance companies, commercial banks, uh, like your Alley Bank, uh, Chase, those type people. Um, but it was actually very interesting. Uh, the company, they initially thought their IPA was going to come out around 19 to $21 a share. It actually opened up at 46 And uh, I'm not sure what it's at now, but I, I, last time I checked, it was in the hundreds. So... Um, Seems like a really good investment off the gate, but um, a lot of investors or uh, advisors, financial advisors are telling people to exercise caution uh, with that stock just because the company isn't even profitable yet. Uh, they claimed 100 or 88 million in sales uh, in 2018, which was 170% up from 2017, but they actually also claimed a $30 million loss in that same year. Um, so obviously it's a newer company. They're hopping on the train of the, the new trend out there of eating healthier, trying to go to a vegan, vegetarian lifestyle, trying to save the animals um, and tap into our plant ecosystem as far as uh, consuming food and staying healthy. But you also have companies like Tyson Food uh, and other big players in the food industry alone. With Tyson Food, I'm mentioning them because they're the biggest U.S. meat company. Um, 
they're actually getting into that space and starting to take a little bit of the share of the market that Beyond Meat has created for itself. And I mean, Beyond Meat is used in restaurants and uh, they're actually sold in grocery stores as well uh, with their Beyond Burger, like I said, sausage and chicken product. But I guess my question to you guys is, do you see this as a growing trend as far as more uh, competitors jumping in this space and um, more profits being generated in this space? Or do you think it'll fizzle out within the next decade or a couple of years or so? Um, Long term, I think it it might fizzle out. Uh, Right now, I think, and this is y'all department, so I, I don't really have you know, too much like insight on it, but just kind of off everything you're saying, um, how it's been around, it never really made profit. Um, we said it never made profit, right? Or did it make small profit? Well, they're saying, they're saying that the company is not really yet profitable because okay. of the initial investment. Um, okay. basically it's a cash flow thing. Gotcha. I mean, I, I think honestly, I think people will gravitate towards it because everybody's on like trying to be on a healthy kick right now. And I, I know I personally know a lot of people who are trying to do plant-based diets and it, it's just hard to find things that you enjoy. I mean, you're eating beans every day. That's not enjoyable. Like, so I think that there is a market for it, but I don't know how long that market will be there. Um, because at the end of the day, everyone typically tries to not backslide, but you end up backsliding back to what you know, you know, I, I don't know really but i think short term it's a market there i don't know if anyone else should jump into it though uh because it's one of those things like you said if it's not profitable i don't know what will make it profitable but i don't know if it's a specific person is it strategic marketing to do it i don't know if there's a market for it to actually be profitable up front so i don't know that's my take what do you think rory what you got on that i know that is- I, I think i think beyond me's trash first <laughs> off sorry beyond me <laughs> Um, I think it'll be profitable long term. Like Kyle said, right now you just got they got to figure out what'll make them sustainable, and they probably already profitable like each quarter. They just haven't broke, you know, broken over. They haven't broken even on their initial investment, like SP said. Yeah. So we don't see the books. Um, I'm sure it's a way to obtain them if it's a private company or public company. Um, so they're probably profiting each quarter, which is enough to pay the bills and you know put a little money in the bank. But they haven't gotten back the initial investment, which if the initial investment was that big, which probably is because of how fast the company expanded, they're expecting it to be like a 20 to 25 year process until they, you know, are fully sustainable without the investment they previously made. Or it could be less, could be five years, could be 10 years. You never know. Um I think it's it'll be here because of the market. Um, people are trying to get healthy. And like Cal said, they'll backslide. But even when they backslide, we all have, you know, those three weeks that we still do it. Then that fourth week, we might have a cheat meal, mm-hmm. but then we'll get back on it. Um, if restaurants are offering the options, that'll keep them in business. It'll come down really to uh, does it pick up internationally? You know, if it's just oh, in America, it'll take a little longer for it to be profitable. But if it goes international, then it'll probably help out. Tyson's Chicken, they were smart. Uh, they got into it just because of the market. They saw that Beyond Meat was profiting, and they didn't want them to take all the money. Tyson's Chicken is probably one of the most profitable chicken or meat companies in the world. So for them to jump in, it was literally just a business decision. 
Um, and they haven't fully got in it. They just they're literally putting out enough product just to give Beyond Meat some competition because they just had the whole market to themselves. It's funny that I was uh, yesterday. I went to dinner at an establishment that will remain nameless, <laughs> but they sell barbecue and burgers. And because um, I'm on a diet, and I'm not supposed to be eating that stuff. But yeah, anyway, I went. And uh, it was a guy there. You order at the counter, get your food, or they they bring it to you, actually. And it was a guy that was in front of me that got mad because he brought his family. Well, I'm assuming it was his family. And they ordered, and he was asking for a veggie burger. Now, (laughs) my nigga, you're at a fucking restaurant that sells barbecue, chicken, beef what in the hell do you think they have a veggie burger for because i asked for it damn it yeah pretty much that, that's what you were getting at. now me being you know me i didn't get on social media i thought about it but i just laughed and you know the people that were in line were laughing with me because i literally said hell you come to a burger jump for a veggie burger go go somewhere organic for that shit now <laughs> That's my thought process. Bruh, I'm not against, you know, whatever your food selection and choices are. But don't try to make every restaurant a a plant-based restaurant. Don't try to make every restaurant a vegan restaurant. If the restaurant decides to offer vegan options, cool. But if you know that you only eat certain stuff, look at the menu before you go. Mm -hmm. Don't get mad when you get there and they don't offer a veggie burger. Because you decided that you don't want to eat meat anymore. Now, in this plant-based thing, I feel like Beyond Meat could be big if, you know, some some places open up and they're only plant-based restaurants. Now, the only problem is, can the plant-based restaurant sustain itself off a plant-based menu? Because there's that many consumers that are eating out on a regular basis. Like, you got that spot in uh, Atlanta, the Slutty Vegan. I had a couple of teammates from college that actually went. Um, and it's a vegan restaurant, but they make unhealthy vegan food. Well, not unhealthy, but fast food vegan stuff like burgers and whatnot. And they said that joint was fine. But they created, a, it was started as a food truck, then they opened the restaurant. So they created the the consumer. Beyond Meats just hoping to hop in the market. Now they got to figure out a way to sustain it over time. And I think uh, you brought up a good point as far as Tyson Foods like dipping their toes into the market, I think it shows and it speaks on the legitimacy of the market uh, when you talk about how they were previously invested in the actual company Beyond Meat and uh, sold off their investment a little bit prior to uh, Beyond Meat's IPO. Not only that, now Tyson Food is going to be introducing their own products um, that are going to be similar to Beyond Meat and what they currently offer. And in addition to that, you have it that Tyson Food is uh, invested in other uh, plant-based food companies um, throughout the years, recent years anyway. So I think all of that, like I said, um, speaks to the legitimacy of that market as far as uh, at least median longevity. I wouldn't say like 20, 25 years, that's a little that's a little deep. That's a little hard to predict right now. I would say at least a decade, I could give it that. 15 years, most definitely. I don't see it going anywhere. Um, 
thinking another important, uh, important, uh, well, two important things. One, your experience. Um, I think that speaks on how crazy it is that a lot of businesses that would traditionally serve like barbecue or just beef now they have to offer uh, vegetarian items on their menus to appease a small fraction of the population that might uh, visit their restaurant. Um, that right there to me just, I mean, I don't know if that's society, the the transition to society where everybody, you having to be more accepting to everything and so forth, or if that, if that, uh, that size of the market when you're talking about uh, food consumers is has grown that big enough to where it's forcing these restaurants to make changes. Um, but I think time would definitely tell on that. Um, and the last part I was going to say is, it's, it's still interesting that all of these companies, they're, they're not making uh, plant-based products that are to the eye, to the, to the taste, uh, truly plant-based. It's imitation to an extent. So it's it's almost a mental thing more or less than it is uh, the actual raw physical thing that they're trying to change, I think, in consumers. Um, and that's just interesting to me that, I mean, I know it all starts in the mind and yada, yada, but for them to have to go that route, I think speaks volumes on where we're at uh, as a whole in society. Everybody want to eat healthy, but don't nobody want to eat healthy. Pretty much. Just like uh, Paul Mooney said, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. <laughs> that is scripture. Pretty much. All right. Anybody got anything else to say before we wrap up? Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm gonna go buy uh, I'm gonna go buy me some Beyond Meat tonight, and I'm a, I'm gonna send some to Rory. I'm gonna ship it to him. Priority mail. Man, don't waste your money on that bullshit. <laughs> Keep that shit at home, cuz that don't even make it in my kitchen. Hey, Matter of fact, I'm gonna go to Chick Fil A in the morning and add bacon to my chicken sandwich. Hey, man, look, I did that. That's, that's bad, <laughs> man. Look, I went I went to Chick Fil A this morning too. Man. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, I hope my trainer ain't listening. Josh, I promise I don't eat as bad as I talk about on here. <laughs> hey, I swear that bacon on that chicken biscuit, though, fire. Do something, add a little strawberry jelly. It, 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 it hit a little different. You hit me. <laughs> what? I be calling myself trying to be healthy to get the egg whites and everything. <laughs> that, that, there you go. That's healthy right there. That's vegan. Like, you add get, the egg whites, you vegan. I be like, let me, get, let me get another five with egg whites. Yeah. Bacon and sausage. Uh. Uh, bacon, of course. Right? <laughs> Why are you even asking this? Exactly. Hey, tell them, tell them, folk, keep supporting this man. Add us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, add us on Facebook, share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Y'all know where we at. Counseling the clutch. Follow back, and we gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> we out, baby.